You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Thank you for joining me today on episode 23 of the Blended Family Podcast. Before we start, just a couple of things. First is to please help me out with an upcoming episode. On episode 25, I am putting together the top 25 tips for keeping a blended family close. I am relying on your input for this one. So here's what I need you to do. If you haven't already, I need you to either email me or leave me a voicemail with your tip. That's all. Whichever method you prefer is fine. If you want to hear your clip on the show, then send the voicemail via SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com slash blended family podcast. Or you can send the email to melissa at blended family podcast.com. If you prefer to send an audio file using another method, that's fine too. Send it to the same email. Try to get them to me as soon as you can, as that show is coming soon. I'm not going to ask you to do anything else right now. Uh, I do invite you, though, to join our private Facebook group. This is not the same as the regular Facebook page, which is where I do show postings. The group is separate, and it's used in a more personal manner. It's a place where you can connect with other people, with blended families, and start or join conversations. Now, you can find that group at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. Let's see here. Oh, so a while back, I did an interview with Heather Rampola of Fresh Eats Radio, where we talked a lot about food issues in the blended family. That one was episode 12, in case you missed it. Well, she just did an interview on her show, with another of my guests from episode 20, Christina Roach. I've got no part in this one, but I love them both. And I listened to that interview this week. It's very good. And they talk a lot more about food in the blended family home. They touch on some different topics that we didn't touch on in my show here. So I will link it in the show notes for you so you can find it, or you can find it at Fresh Eats Radio. And the title of that episode, if you want to catch it, is Christina Roach, Dinner time recipe for success as stepmom. So I hope you'll go check that out. Okay, so let's get started. I am focusing this whole show around a listener question I got a while back. Her question was so involved that I thought it would be best to take the whole show to address it. I'm not going to name her or say where exactly she's from because I need to protect her privacy. You'll see why when I read her question. I will tell you that she is not located in the U.S. I have had some back and forth correspondence already with her because I was so concerned for her situation, but still I wanted to address it here on the show for other listeners who may be dealing with something similar in their life. So I'm going to read her, her question first, and then we'll go over it. So she writes, Melissa, The first question is, how do you explain to your kids the reason you broke up with your husband? It's very difficult to never blame the ex-partner, to be honest, and to be age-appropriate. 
It's difficult because I assume many breakups come from some bad habits or characters of ex-partner and me, of course. For example, if my ex-partner is a liar and he broke our promise again and again with a whole lie to hide the fact, how can I explain it to my child without saying anything bad to him? It's also difficult since, if you're honest, it may not be age-appropriate. Age-appropriate and honest is very difficult. For example, if my ex-partner has a child porn addiction and no intention of treating it, and that is a breaking point of mine, how can I be honest and age-appropriate? The second question is, why is it important for children to see their father? Where I am from, we don't usually have joint custody. I don't even have to let my child see his dad unless he tells me he wants to. I separated when my child was only one and a half. He remembers his dad, but not very clearly. If I let him see his dad sometimes, his memory about his dad will be maintained. If not, I don't think he will remember his dad. Legally, it's totally up to me if I let him meet his dad or not. Specialists in my area all advise me that if I won't be comfortable letting my child meet him, I don't have to. The mother's feeling is the most important thing, so do whatever you feel is best. Of course, I am not comfortable to see my ex-partner again at all. That's why I divorced him. But for my child, I have to consider more than my feelings. So what is the benefit of letting my child see his dad, especially when his dad is a child porn addict? I don't feel like letting my child see his dad too often. No actual risk involved except my child goes to his house and sees very inappropriate magazines or so on. Thank you so much for reading such a long email. I hope my English and expression skill is enough to let you understand. Oh, okay. So as you can see, I was very concerned for this woman when I received this email. By the way, something else I learned from her later on in other emails is that where she is from, watching child porn isn't banned. Furthermore, some people think it's okay to have that kind of habit. Again, I don't want to reveal her location because she's asked for privacy and I really respect that, especially since she allowed me to share her question with the audience. But I have told you that it's not the U.S., which you could have guessed anyway. Here in the U.S., we know it's completely illegal to consume or make child pornography. I'd be curious to see how many countries have the same standpoint as the U.S., and how many as our listener. It's pretty horrifying to think about. So let's break down her question piece by piece, and then we'll talk about some other dangerous situations where this would also apply. Okay, so first you ask, how do you explain to your child your reasons for the split while being fair, honest, and age appropriate? I don't think you told me your child's age, but it doesn't matter. This is clearly not a conversation you can have with him until he is an adult. If your child doesn't ask the questions, you don't have to say anything. When he does ask, you can say that his dad had made some bad choices in his life. You can also say that because of his dad's poor choices, you want to keep him away for his own well-being. When your son asks for more details, you can simply say that he is just too young to understand but when he becomes older, you will share more with him. In this case, you're not lying and you're not completely blaming your ex, but rather the choices he made and you are being age appropriate. Obviously, talking about child pornography is definitely something that a 
young child or a teenager really wouldn't understand. Another thing you can say is that his dad is not well, as he has an addiction that can be categorized with a mental illness. Just don't say things like, your dad is an awful person, or your dad doesn't want to see you. Those kinds of statements can be hurtful to a child. You want to make sure that your son doesn't blame you for not having a father in his life. So you must put some responsibility on your ex. As your child gets older, you will know when it's time to elaborate on some details as you gauge the maturity level of your child. The next part of the question is, why is it important for the child to see the father? Well, in this case, with the background you provided, I would advise you not to have the child have relations with his father. In fact, if you were here in America, he wouldn't be allowed to see the child. The laws in your country are quite different all around. Here in America, fathers usually have equal rights over the children. So many times we have no choice but to allow our children to visit with an unfit parent. Child pornography, though, here is illegal. Now, for you, there is a risk and potential danger to your child's well-being by having him exposed to that. There is no benefit to your child seeing his dad unless and until he completes proper treatment for his addiction. Then if you choose, you can reevaluate the situation and decide if you want to change anything. But listener, I think you have very valid concerns and I thank you so much for sharing such a personal story with us. Now, I believe in protecting children. Child porn is extremely dangerous to a child. That's why I'm advising her not to allow the father access to the child. In other cases, there are benefits of allowing a parent to see a child. If the child's not in danger, it's always good to try to establish a relationship with a parent. Obviously, it depends on what's going on. So let's talk about that now. So other situations that can be dangerous for your child to be around. Well, one would be abuse. This is not only abuse between parent and child, but also could be abuse from parent to parent. This pertains to both physical and verbal abuse. Children who grow up being abused or watching abuse sometimes can become adults who become abusers themselves, not to mention the mental anguish and fear that they have to deal with. Another dangerous environment is one that includes addiction of any kind. So if a parent suffers from alcoholism or drug addiction, any kind of addiction like that, this is a really bad environment for a child of any age. Not only is it setting an awful example for the child, but oftentimes there can be situations the child is put in that are dangerous. Examples of that, of what can happen here would be drug dealers coming to the home, child neglect, possible overdose situations, car accidents, older children driving their drunk parents home, and so many other things. Anyone who has been around an addict knows the danger and horrors it can cause. And mental illness, that's another situation that's dangerous for a child. If a parent suffers from a mental illness, that creates a very unstable environment. This could mean a parent who is bipolar 
uh, has schizophrenia, depression, anxiety, panic disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, or post-traumatic stress disorder. There's a lot more too. A parent who cannot manage their own life is not going to be able to properly guide a child. In cases like these, you have to evaluate the severity of the situation. I mean, is the problem mild and controllable or severe and out of control? Also, how old are the children? Are they very young? This would mean they are totally relying on their parent to satisfy their needs. Or are they older where they can mostly take care of their own needs? You also need to check the laws in the area you live. There are so many variables here. Now, my personal viewpoint on this is definitely to protect children. I've said that. If you feel that their other biological parent or step-parent is a danger to them in some way, you need to step up and do something. I know this can be really hard to do, but your child will thank you for it later, and you won't have any regrets. I'm talking real danger here, not, not because you just don't like them or you don't like their parenting style. This is real stuff here that can cause your own child physical or mental harm. Depending on your specific circumstance, different things can be done. You don't necessarily have to cut the parent out of the child's life completely. There are other things you can do, like supervised visitation or assisting the parent in getting the help that they need. If nothing you try works and the parent isn't doing anything to help their own situation, then you may need to take complete custody of the child and stop all visitation. Again, I always recommend allowing children to have both parents in their lives when possible, but in cases like we're discussing today, well, sometimes it's just not possible. So I am sorry if this show was a little intense or upsetting, but these are issues that need to be addressed. Just this week, I wrote to the listener who sent the question to see how she was doing and to let her know that I was airing her question. And she told me that surprisingly, she is receiving no assistance or guidance in her area with this situation. She's getting a bunch of specialists who are vague and they tell her, well, It's up to you what you want to do, or they tell her they don't know what she should do. Basically, she said she feels abandoned, yet her American friends are offering much more sympathy and actual guidance on what she should do. If you want to share words of encouragement or advice for this woman, I am sure she would love to hear it. You can actually send her a direct message and I can play it to her right here on a future show. Again, you can send that to SpeakPipe via speakpipe.com slash blended family podcast. Or do you have a question for me that you want me to answer on the show? You can write to me, Melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. If you have feedback on this show, you can also comment on the show notes. Don't forget to send me your tips. We only have about a week left to get them to me. And check out Heather Rampola's show for more ideas on feeding your blended family. That link is in the show notes. Next week, what do you do if your partner hates your child? That puts you in a sticky situation. So we will get into that next week. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. We will see you next time.
Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.